1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is November 30th, 2020. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the Expert Insight Editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at Philip RROMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic. We say goodbye to the original believer, the true believer of the Orlando Magic. We uh, uh, unfortunately have to talk a little bit about the passing of Jimmy Hewitt. We'll also talk about the NBA's plan and preseason getting set, and 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 what to expect this week as training camps get set to begin. And finally, we'll talk a little bit about Orlando City and and their season and how it wrapped up and and some of the frustration that that came through on Sunday. But an overall fantastic season. From the Lions, We'll talk about all that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do any of that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. No matter what team you want the lowdown on, you can find it on Locked On Podcast Network. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, whether it's the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there's a Locked On Podcast for you. Again, so search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. This is a big week in the NBA. We're gonna obviously have a lot more to go on it as the week goes on, but it is a humongous week in the NBA. Training camps are starting to begin. Um, and training camp or the first official practice will not happen until later in the week. But this week is a big one. Teams will start making players available to the media. We'll hear from a couple of players and the, and Coach Steve Clifford uh, coming up uh, later on in the week. Uh, and teams are going to start are going to be allowed to do organized activities, to do gr- organized group activities more than that. In fact, one of the big storyline, one of the big things that has been happening is yes, players have been allowed in practice facilities, but it has mostly been individual workouts. You haven't been able to do a lot of contact or any kind of drill work, or, or really have coaches on the court kind of working and starting to implement uh, and, and do some of the stuff that you would expect to do in a mini-camp that happens you know, around late August, early September. Everything is super condensed. Uh, and so this week will be that mini-camp time. Uh, I, I believe the protocols call for, uh, for players to, to be allowed to do three-on-three three so they'll be able to get some live action in. Um, but training camp is essentially starting to take shape. We did get uh, the big piece of news, of course, bearing the lead. The Orlando Magic will open their preseason on December 11th in Atlanta against the Atlanta Hawks. They'll play the Hawks on the 11th and 13th. And then they'll come home and play the Charlotte Hornets on the 17th and 19th. Those are the four preseason games the Magic will play. uh, And then that will be the preseason. The season will start on December 22nd. The team said that those games will likely be on Fox Sports Florida, but the broadcast information is still forthcoming. As are potential COVID health and safety protocols to allow a limited number of fans in the Amway Center for games. That that stuff that whether fans will be allowed or not is not official yet. But the Magic did say in their um, in their press release or in their in their press release announcing their preseason games that they are still evaluating uh, health and safety protocols to allow fans at games. So everything is indeed starting to come together. Now here's the lowdown on tra- on training camp. According to Mark Stein of the New York Times, NBA teams are scheduled to begin training camps Tuesday with individual workouts capped at four players and four team staff members at one time. All, participating players, all, participating, uh, all those participating will be required to register three negative PCR tests. So one of the big things that has been apparently happening is everyone's been kind of told to stay away from the building for a little while um, so they think they, they can undergo testing, you know, they can be cleaning and all that stuff. Players who wish to take part in individual workouts starting Tuesday, as well as the coaches and team staff members will be working them out. Must be back in their markets by Saturday, November 28th, to begin coronavirus testing. So the testing has begun. And December 4th, next Friday, this Friday, is the soonest date for full team practices. But teams will have to wait until December 6th for their first group practice sessions, unless all players have reported by Saturday to begin daily testing. Essentially, the NBA is not letting everyone do five-on-five full team practices until everyone's been able to register those three negative tests those three negative PCR tests um before everyone can gather together so essentially what this all means is by Sunday one week from sun one week from today essentially I'm recording this on Sunday night by Sunday everyone has to be in their home markets has to begin getting tested uh and then practices can begin and then guess what you've got a week not even a week You've got five days to get yourself ready for the first preseason game. We're going to hear from Steve Clifford later on in the week, and he will probably say this again. Preparing for this season, going through this training camp, is tougher than what they had to do for the bubble. If you're wondering why maybe a team like the Magic didn't make any moves besides the fact that the trade market really wasn't bearing anything for them, one of the reasons might very well be that the Magic were a little bit afraid to go into camp with so many new faces. Quite simply, there's just not enough time to get everyone up to speed. And and frankly, I don't think we know very much where everyone is. I mean, I think Steve Clifford said uh, when the team was getting ready to enter the bubble that he felt that everyone was ahead of where they were, where, where he thought they would be. Um, obviously, back then, you know, there was limited access to courts and limited access to to being able to do any type of workouts. It was mostly, you know, at-home training. This time, they've had a little bit more to prepare. But the bottom line is this. Just like before the bubble, nobody really knows how anyone's going to respond to contact, and no one's going to really know how anyone's going to respond to not playing, essentially not playing any type of basketball for, God, no, how many, uh, Magic out in August? For three months, nearly four months. This is all unprecedented territory. This is all uncharted territory, just like it was before the bubble. We don't know exactly how this is all going to work. But the process to get everyone back up to speed and get ready for the season is beginning. And again, it's not entirely clear how this is going to work. It's not entirely clear just where everyone is at. The Magic did release their training camp roster. They did add a couple players, including uh, Jordan Bone and Kareem Mane as two way players. They they completed their camp roster. so. They do have a full camp roster ready to go uh, and ready to start training camp when it begins this weekend. But the bottom line is that we don't know what this all looks like or or just where this team's going to be at. We're going to find out in in a week week from Friday, to be frank, where this team is at, and things are going to happen very, very quickly. But what we do know now is that, yes, everything has taken shape. The training camp is taking shape, and the Magic are ready to get to work. We're going to talk about uh, an important member of Magic history who unfortunately passed away this weekend and his impact on the Orlando Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, I'm going to tell you all about Built Bar once again. It is the best tasting protein bar on the market. You know, most of those protein bars you get, they 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 taste they, they don't taste right. I would say that they 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 say they're cookies and cream, It doesn't quite taste like cookies and cream. And then you look at the label and it's essentially a full meal bar, you're looking at 200, 250 calories. You know, you get all that protein, which is great, but it's essentially a meal in waiting. And that's not what we all want. Frankly, that's not what we want from uh, from, an, from an energy bar, from a protein bar. We want something that's going to be a meal supplement, a snack maybe. And that's why Built Bar is the best. It's more delicious than ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, coconut almond, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, and a whole lot more. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. Plus, they are healthy. Well, relatively healthy. for the health co- they're, the per- they're the perfect snack for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, fr- high high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch, so if you've used the promo code before, you can probably use it again. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com.
0: Hey, guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier.
2: Sunday turned out to be a, a sad day here in, in the city of Orlando. One of the, the, the true believers, um, and, and, and I use that term you know, for a number of reasons, but I'll explain why. One of the true believers in this city's potential passed away. Um, if you are a new Magic fan, if, if you are not so steeped in Magic history, you may not know who Jimmy Hewitt is. Um it, I don't know how 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 you don't, um, but but if, if if you're a new Magic fan, if you don't if you don't know the team's early history, especially Jimmy Hewitt's name is not likely one that's going to resonate. Um, he is in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. He was inducted in 2017, but he was never the owner of the franchise. He was never uh, a principal player when the team uh, was established. Um, he was a constant presence at Magic Games. He was he was always there. Um, but again, if, if you don't know who he is, you don't know who he is. But to say the least, there is no Orlando Magic without Jimmy Hewitt. Um, there is no Locked On Magic. There's, there's, none of us are here. Honestly, the city of Orlando is probably a very different place without Jimmy Hewitt and, and his vision and belief. You know, I used to remember back in the, the mid-90s, they, 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 passed, they passed out kind of wall magnets that said, Believe in Magic and again it's play on the team's name obviously but belief is is truly something that this team required Orlando landing an NBA franchise is one of the great stories in sports Orlando was nothing more than the airport you flew into to get to Disney um in in the late 80s this, this was not the place that people go to. This is not a place that people moved to and necessarily lived and worked. This was a citrus town still. Largely rural, largely farm-based, lar- you know, trying to grow into a bigger city, but not anywhere near there. And, and to think that this, this city would have a professional sports team was a crazy idea. So much so that when Pat Williams came to Orlando for a basketball clinic at the invitation of Jimmy Hewitt, who met him uh, a few uh, a few months earlier at a, at a at a conference in Texas, and Pat Williams asked Hewitt, a, a local businessman here in Orlando, where you know the NBA is thinking of expanding into Florida, where should they go? Miami, Jacksonville, or Tampa? Those were the three cities. There wasn't Orlando. And Jimmy Hewitt, Hewitt, Hewitt scoffed at that notion and said, Orlando is the place to be. Jimmy Hewitt believed in this this city's potential, this area's potential for growth uh, and to be a big time city long before anyone else did. Pat Williams, you know, the then general manager of the Philadelphia 76 was a longtime you know figure in the NBA. Was, you know, kind of taken aback by this, this man's gumption. You know, this is this is guy called everyone Bubba. You know, was, he was everyone's friend. You know, he was a he was a businessman, of course, but but he had a vision for what this city could be long before anyone else did. He was the first believer. And he got Pat Williams to believe with him he got Pat Williams to come aboard, giving giving this bid some NBA cash. And the two, both great salesmen, got to work selling, not just the NBA, but selling this town on its own potential. Orlando took to it. They loved the idea of being a big-time sports town. And it took some twisting and it took some convincing to get David Stern to believe that too. And the people of Orlando did that themselves with the, with the response to the season ticket drives and, and the response that they had to this potential. But to say the least, again, Jimmy Hewitt was the first believer. There is no Orlando magic without Jimmy Hewitt. Jimmy Hewitt unfortunately died over the weekend at the age of 79. Um, as the ma- the mat all the cause of death is not known the magic did note that he had late stages of dementia uh, and as well reportedly uh, recently contracted uh, the coronavirus it's not to say that either of those caused his death but certainly you know unfortunately his health was was starting to to wane and still he was such an important presence at the Amway Center and at Magic Games. There is no, again, there is no more to Magic. I cannot stress this enough. This man's vision, ambition, and belief, not just in, in the power of sports to unite people, but belief in this city that they could host and, and, and be a big-time sports market. That's, he is one of the patrons of this town. And he will truly be missed. Like I said, Jimmy Hewitt is in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame as the co-founder, of the Orlando Magic, along with Pat Williams, also in the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. And it's important that we do remember his story and the belief that he had in us. That belief was certainly on display Sunday as Orlando's second major sports franchise played in the Eastern Conference Semifinals. We'll talk a little bit about Orlando City and the season they had, as well as Sunday's game, coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, coming up... Tomorrow, we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about the season coming up for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit about the big questions the Magic still have to answer this, this season. Um, obviously, a lot of big questions there. Uh, as we get ready for training camp to begin, we'll hear later on in the week from Orlando Magic players as well as Coach Steve Clifford. We'll, the first time we'll hear from them is on Tuesday, so we'll have that for Wednesday's episode of Locked on Magic. So stay with us throughout the week as the NBA's training camp gets set to begin.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: And Sunday, of course, became an important day in the Orlando sports scene, you know, fulfilling a lot of the vision that you had had back in 1986 and 87 as the Orlando Magic were starting to come in. Orlando, Orlando was a major sports town. We got a second major sports team in Orlando City. Who played in their second ever playoff game, their second ever MLS Cup playoff game, facing off against New England Revolution with a chance to go to the Eastern Conference Finals online. Of course, Orlando City, the fourth seed, getting a home game against the eighth seed in the tournament and the tournament bracket. This was obviously this was felt like a golden opportunity, especially after last week's stunning victory over New York City FC uh, in a penalty kick shootout. Orlando City, though has had its struggles. They had a 12 game unbeaten streak after the MLS MLS's back tournament um where which they finished the runner up, but they had some they had some difficulties for sure. They only had recorded five clean sheets the entire season and five shutouts the entire season. Their defense they they're capable of scoring goals, but their defense gave up shot plenty of goals and you could still see some of the frustration and some of the the uh, immaturity of a team that has not been to the playoffs very, very often—that was all on display in Sunday's three-one loss to the New England Revolution. The Orlando City season is over. Um, Orlando City gave up two goals very quickly in, in the sec- in the first half, at about about the half-hour mark. They were able to bring it back and, and score a goal in the thirty-third minute, but things completely unraveled in the second half. Uh, Mauricio Pereira with a just. Dis- Terrible, terrible slide tackle. Essentially, just studs up, going at going at a guy's uh, calf. Immediate red card. Orlando City's playing a man down, needing to make up a goal. But they were able to get their opportunity, um, despite a lot of a lot of frustration with the officiating, especially coming off of last week's game. I think Orlando City was on a short fuse with officiating, um, considering you know their goalkeeper was kicked out of the game, uh, was was ejected from the game for a second red card in the penalty kick shootout. Um, Orlando City had the chance to tie the game. In about the 74th minute, Nani stepped up to take a penalty kick. But as has as happened last week during the penalty, penalty kick shootout, Nani missed the kick. Uh, the, 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 the shot was saved and the, the game remained 2-1. Down a man, eventually Orlando City would break. New England would add the third goal late in the game at about the 85th minute, I believe, uh, and take the game 3-1. Orlando City just leaving the pitch with a foul taste in their mouth. But there should be no foul taste about this season for Orlando City. Orlando City had a fantastic season, a season that, you know we've had with the magic for a long time too, where, you know, the magic have had years where they surprised everyone, they made the playoffs or they, they took a step that was unexpected. Um, I've actually come to compare this Orlando City team to the 2009 Finals team in a lot of ways felt like they were a little bit ahead of schedule. No one expected them to be this far to get this far, let alone to make the MLS's back uh, MLS's back tournament final, let alone to be a team that would have two home games in the MLS Cup playoffs. This is a team that was competing for the supporters shield, which is the best record in, in the league, or or the most points in the league, um, until the very last few days of the season, until the last few match days of the season. Orlando City took some significant steps under first coach Oscar Pereja. And in reality, this team felt a little more similar perhaps to the 2019 Magic team. Maybe that's not as good of a comparison since Orlando City did win a playoff game. Um, But nonetheless, this was a team that had a special run. That showed us, you know, again, in a time of pandemic, what happens when you do band together, when you do work together to accomplish a specific goal even in difficult times, even under difficult circumstances, even with your family, the wall, the supporters, not able to be in full force behind you. Orlando City did allow uh, limited fans inside Exploria Stadium, hopefully providing some model for the Amway Center if people want to be at games um, when, when the NBA kicks off, obviously tips off. Obviously, NBA being an indoor stadium, much different than an outdoor stadium like Exploria Stadium. But Orlando City had a fantastic run. They built new stars. They built a new team. And first coach Oscar Pereja began to establish who he wants this Orlando City team to be. They were able to score goals. They were a great goal-scoring team. They had a great goalkeeper in Pedro Galese. Despite despite those, those lack of clean sheets, he made some fantastic saves. And missing him in, in Sunday's game was a big deal. Brian Rowe is a perfectly capable goalkeeper but they needed a keeper like Pedro Galese. El Pulpo, the Octopus. Orlando City took us on a fantastic ride this year. A ride that we are certainly looking forward to doing again next season, when the season kicks off again in March. Hopefully in March. This is a team that does feel like it's right at the beginning. You know, We've said several times that we thought the Magic were right at the beginning, and obviously nothing is guaranteed. And in MLS, it is very easy to to go from in the playoffs to out of the playoffs. I've, I've often said to people who are unfamiliar with MLS, it is probably more difficult to do what Orlando City did in missing the playoffs five straight years than what they did this year in making the run up to fourth. So there is still a lot of work to do to get over the top and into a champion, true championship contention. But this team has shown that it is capable of doing it. It's got the players. Obviously, Nani's a star. Daryl DK and Chris Mueller, the Orlando City's two strikers, are likely to get called up to the U.S. national team very, very soon. Um, Whenever they're they're scheduled to have some games in the United States, it would not be surprising to see both Orlando City's young strikers get an opportunity in U.S. national team camp. Orlando City has some very high-end players, and they got some great players in the midfield uh, and great players who are capable of contributing in meaningful ways moving forward. This is truly the beginning for Orlando City. I'm going to say that. This is truly the beginning, a start of hopefully what is a nice championship run. Sunday's result was disappointing, obviously. This team is more than capable of beating a team like New England uh, and, and left a lot on the field. And frankly, Orlando City beat themselves. Not to take anything away from New England, Orlando City missed opportunities. They put themselves in a deep hole that they could not dig themselves out of. But such is life in sports got to find a way even through adverse situations and Orlando City certainly has established a strong base from which to grow we'll talk about more about the Orlando Magic coming up later in the week of course the Orlando Magic uh, and NBA training camps beginning this week so we'll hear from magic players as we get go- as we get going and get started uh, in this season but also be sure to listen to locked on NBA on Mondays on locked on NBA Josh Lloyd the host of our wildly popular locked on fantasy basketball takes you around the NBA's major headlines with the help of our local experts. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcast today, wherever you get podcasts. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast too on Apple Podcasts, you're Tuning, Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, and all the ways to the podcast to your podcast enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
1: Hey prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.